Welcome to the Genesis of Conception. My name is Rebecca David. I am your hostess. Thank you very kindly for joining me today or tonight, whichever happens to apply for you. Now this is a special episode because it is the launch point for this series. Now this podcast series has been specifically crafted as a space between the picket lines where we talk about all things pro-life, but we come at it from a strictly scientific, logical, provable basis. Now since today starts it all, we're going to begin at the beginning, focusing on the science of fertilization. Now, this is very important to talk about because it's going to answer two big questions for us. First, is the preborn child human? And second, is he or she living? Now, if either of those criteria are not met, then the entire rest of the conversation is null and void. And if those two criteria are met, then that changes everything. Now, I will be the first to say that those are gigantic questions. They have intricate and fascinating answers. So what better place to start answering them than science? What does science say constitutes human? And what scientifically counts as being alive? And at what point, if any, do those two merge in a human woman's womb? So let's start at what science says is the beginning of any human life across all of human history, fertilization. Now, thanks to the Center for Reproductive Health at UCSF, we know that fertilization is a four-step process. First is sperm transport. Second is egg transport. Third is fertilization and embryo development. And finally, we have implantation. So let's take a look at what each of those steps entail. In sperm transport, the sperm must be deposited and transported to the site of fertilization. In egg transport, ovulation must occur and the egg must be picked up by the tube. Then in the fertilization and embryo development phase, that is where we find the union between the sperm and the egg. And finally, implantation is where the embryo must implant and begin to grow in the uterus, and thus is the fertilization of a new human life. So where does that leave us in regards to our two questions? Is this pregnancy both alive and human? So to answer the humanity question, we're going to look at what part genetics plays. Thanks to the National Human Genome Research Institute, we know that deoxyribonucleic acid, or what we would commonly refer to as DNA, is a molecule that is found within the nucleus of every single living thing on planet Earth. Now, DNA contains the biological instructions which make each species unique. We also know that since both a human sperm and a human egg are required for fertilization to happen, the DNA of a new being in a human woman's womb must be another human, or if she's pregnant with twins or some other multiple, multiple humans. There is no alternate option. Therefore, yes, in every instance across all of time, 
a new pregnancy within a human woman is a human infant. But that is only half of the equation. Sure, it's a human, but is it alive? Now for this bit, we're going to look at what it means to be alive, and we're going to consider several different factors. The first one, I'm going to warn you ahead of time, is morbid, but it's also true. A child in the womb can die, which we would call a miscarriage. Now at that point, it must be removed from the woman's body or she is going to get very sick very fast. And in order to die, you must first be living. But on a much less morbid note, there are plenty of other indicators, such as, but not limited to, infants, uh, the infantile heartbeat, brain waves, independent movement, thumbprint, senses, and breathing. Now we know compliments of life matters worldwide and health fully, that all of these things provably occur in fairly quick succession after the four-step fertilization process has occurred. The heartbeat becomes distinct within 18 days of conception. Now, since science defines the end of life as when the heart stops, this becomes a good first indicator. Interestingly, 18 days is only a few days after the point when most women even begin to suspect that they could be pregnant. And at the time of this particular recording, Texas, the state that I call my home state, ooh yeah, just recently, within the past few weeks, passed uh, the heartbeat bill. So if you are hearing this and the heartbeat bill is still up and active, that's awesome. Then there are the brain waves. That is our second proof of um, proof that that is a living child within the womb. Now, brain waves can be detected by the six week and two day mark. Next up are fetal senses, and those actually start kicking into high gear by eight weeks and two days. Now, at this point, a fetus can feel pain. Then we get to breathing, which we all know is an incredibly basic need to all humans. Fascinatingly, an embryo can hiccup. That requires breathing, and they can do so by the seven-week mark. And on top of that, an embryo's diaphragm is completely formed by eight weeks. Then we get to independent movement. The embryo actually begins to move on his or her own by five to six weeks. Now, the mom probably isn't going to feel it for about another eight weeks, but that does not erase the fact that it is very much there. And my personal favorite, just because of how fascinating the science behind it is, is your thumbprint. Now, you may not know this, but every living human being has a unique thumbprint that's never existed before them, and it is wholly their own. Even identical twins have different thumbprints. Now, the thumbprint is created in utero, starting at about the two-month mark of pregnancy. A thumbprint is actually created by a combination of two separate factors. The first factor is when the thumb itself starts scraping along the inside of the uterine wall during independent movement. The second factor is how much amniotic fluid is in the womb. Now, all of this outlined, I submit to you that the scientifically proven answer to both of our big questions today is yes. Yes, a new pregnancy is a human being, 
And yes, that human being is very much alive. Now granted, this only scrapes the surface of the amazing factors that go into pregnancy. And if you're curious for more in-depth information, I have actually left a link down below in whatever context that looks like for where you are or how you are currently listening to this, uh, to a live action article where you can go to read more if you'd like to. There should also be links to all of the sources that I have referenced. I'm going to do my best to make sure that's a thing. Additionally, this is an invitation. If you or somebody who you know is facing a crisis pregnancy, I have plenty of resources to guide you to whatever you might need. All you have to do is reach out to me. There's no judgment. There's only love and help because I care about you, the woman, just as much as I care about the child you are carrying. You can find me on Facebook specifically by looking me up, uh, Bex David, that's B-E-X, da uh, David, D-A-V-I-D. And you can also find me on all the other big social media platforms under Proudly Pro-Life Gen Z Woman. It's all lowercase and all smushed together into one large word. <laughs> now for everything else that might be going on in your life, I would love to hear your thoughts, your agreements or your disagreements, and any prayer requests or praises that you may have. This is a space for all of us to be together. It doesn't matter where you come from. We just, this, this is a space where we can all put aside our differences and talk about life in whatever context that might look like. Now, very excitingly, next Friday, we're going to look at the different stages of fetal development and what they mean. Until then, be blessed. Never forget how much our creator loves you. And here is once again a friendly reminder that you are welcome here no matter what your background or beliefs are. Let's be pioneers in the space between the picket lines together. See y'all next week.